0: hello beautiful humans welcome to another episode of feeling free i am your dude ben harris and today our guest is my friend hallie rose and today's episode is really how to be successful but in a completely different way (laughs) than you've ever heard before it's not like here's 10 ways how to be successful it's no no one actually teaches us how to be successful like when we become successful what do we do with it because we actually aren't taught, like we are taught to be in survival mode, to always be in fear. And so when we get successful, it feels wrong and we often lose it. And that this is Hallie's beautiful, vulnerable share and I'm so grateful for her for sharing this. So really this is like, how do we go from suffering to success? So get ready for this. This is a great, amazing combo. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe because you love it. Not just because I'm telling you, but honestly, because you want to see this energy put out into the world, you want this to be recommended to other people just like you who are searching for the tools and truth, but that all of that is, is you, and it's already inside of you. So if you wanna contribute in that way, um, leave a review, follow, subscribe, send to your friends because of getting, I've actually been getting people saying that it's been recommended or being sent to them by friends, so thank you so much. Um, You guys are awesome. Seriously, such a cool people such a cool community here and if you feel called you can also leave a donation that link is also in the show notes any way you choose to ship to to support and show up you're awesome and i appreciate you all right y'all cue the intro and let's go Welcome to the Feeling Free Podcast. My name is Ben Harris, also known as the Fear Guy. My job is to help you feel more free in your life with love and relationships, self-worth, and much more. I'm happy you're here. I love you. I believe in you. Let's break free from fear together. Hallie. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are here we just set intentions we're feeling good we have I'm um, dog sitting an amazing pup named honey she's added to our magic for she's this so evening <laughs> or for this evening for this afternoon um thank you so much for being here for whatever reason because I mean we've known each other for a good while Yep. and last in the winter we talked about doing something and then for whatever reason it just hit me again. I'm like, Oh, just like what we asked for to be, you know, guided by source and like truth in our highest selves and loves and, and love and loves (laughs) that it just hit me again. So I'm like, sweet, let's just do it. Like, I don't know exactly. I don't exactly know why, but I just know I got to trust that feeling.
1: Yeah. That was funny because I always have this thing where I assume that, this is why sometimes I'm hesitant to post on Instagram because when I do, I get a bunch of like incoming all at once. Oh, interesting. People commenting on stuff or DMing me, which is great. Which makes but sense. I'm sure we'll get into this <laughs> later, but i you know, like <laughs> yeah. at this current juncture in my growth, I'm sometimes feeling overwhelmed by the mm-hmm. the incoming and it is everything that I've been trying to manifest for years is suddenly happening and I'm like, oh wait, I don't know if I have the tools to deal with this. Mm-hmm. So I had posted something on Instagram that day And then I also had gone to your Instagram and liked or commented on something, which I'm not on there super often anymore. And I had assumed, I saw a text come up from you and I had assumed I was like, oh, he thought of me because I commented on his Instagram photo. And you were just like, you said whatever you said, like, how about we do those podcasts?
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then you were like, oh weird just saw you commented on my Instagram mm-hmm. so we were totally in that synchronicity space together yeah
0: which is del- yeah isn't that cool right and then that's just even further confirmation you thought of me I thought of you and I'm yeah. Like, boom yeah um well let's just dive into that like some I want to read you something because this is poignant for I know you said you're not on Instagram a lot and Instagram's just kind of a thing in itself not real but just a matrix uh-huh. did you happen to see what i posted yesterday it's okay no
1: please read it to me
0: so because it's exactly what we're. About. i
1: was at an ashram yesterday so I, Ooh. I was not on the phone
0: you don't have my post notifications
1: <laughs> no but everyone listening to this show absolutely should N- <laughs> no actually they shouldn't like honestly no. i would say
0: do not turn on post notifications like live your life please
1: yeah live
0: your life that's that's good advice. um so the the main uh thing the Quote caption wherever the hell the photo. Feeling the need is underlined. Need feeling the need for constant healing is a fear of being healed.
1: Uh uh-huh. I actually did see this this morning.
0: Cool. And so, oh, gotta turn my phone on silent. You heard that. Live your life. live <laughs> your life. And then the first thing is, did you know that it's possible to have a fear of feeling good? That's the first question. Yeah, man. So well, I'm and, in that right now. Exactly. So that's why I'd love to talk about that because it is. So real and for whatever reason that's actually been I think the most successful Post I've ever had, mm. which is fascinating. So obviously it must have resonated and I mean, I don't view just like When I say post obvious, it's not like I'm My relationship I'm making the disclaimer just because like mostly for myself to make sure I'm not living in the story of It's the most successful post. So that means like I'm so successful but it's coming from, I know it's
1: like this resonates with people. Well, yeah.
0: And it's coming because I'm the most clear place. And before we started recording, you asked how the podcast is going. And I said, is, is this, it's the best it's ever been because I'm no longer waiting for, of course, there is still validation. But at the core of it, it's much lighter and, and much less validation that I'm needing or requiring. It's just like I'm being me. And that's, and it's just, and I'm talking about the things I want to talk about. Yeah. So, anyway. And so what is your, you kind of already mentioned that, but you have all these amazing things coming to you, all of these things manifesting. So what is your experience and the resistance that you feel now?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so my answer is like perhaps twofold or many fold, we'll say. <laughs> but so I'm 30 years old and i feel that i am both grateful and truly and absolutely gutted by the amount of trauma that has occurred in my life both you know big t trauma and then like a lot of micro traumas and why am I grateful? I'm grateful because I would not be coaching and podcasting at the level that I am today and feeling in in full integrity, you know, not all the time because we all go through imposter syndrome, but most of the time I'm like, yes, I have lived this and I am living this. Mm-hmm. And so it feels good like you said, to not really be needing to try to appear any way. It's like we know who we are. We know how we're here to serve because we've, we've experienced it. So I'm grateful for that being the initiatory threshold into this work. I'm also gutted, and this is what my process has been lately, is I've been more in like a grief process for what's occurred in my life where and I and I this all ties together because I think that it's come from finally being in a place of safety like finally being in a place where I'm able to let down so you know when you like have a creative project or you're working or like when you we were going to school how you're just like grinding at at Mm -hmm. the end before summer and then when summer comes you just like often get sick or let down or like a a school break you just are like why am I getting sick on the break well it's because like you've been burning the candle at both ends and then you you drop you release so in in the macrocosm of my life my nervous system has been repeatedly and chronically triggered by like pianos falling on my head Hmm. for probably like the last five to seven years and they are not small things it was like you know my brother my my stepbrother died of a heroin overdose Mm -hmm. and then it was like i had a quarter-life crisis i moved to new york city i started a new job i was like moving every three months i couldn't get safe i started experiencing um what that what that world what, what a different world was like and and being sexualized a lot and having sexual trauma mm-hmm. and then dealing with depression and then, you know, getting Lyme's disease, losing my menstrual period, yeah. getting in a car accident. And it was just like, every time I would catch my breath, yep. I would get hit with something else. And now being on the other side of that, and in the last, last year I had like a really large spiritual awakening. It was, probably like my third and definitely my biggest Mm. and it it came after working with ayahuasca i did 13 ceremonies that year and and because you were
0: living at solterra right
1: uh and in a very real way you know my body almost couldn't handle the level of information that I was receiving it was it was not like (laughs) other journeys that I had Mm. had or like even the the first set of four ayahuasca ceremonies were not like that because they were
0: well what's this time frame 13 and how in uh,
1: in one year but I guess I did four and then I did another nine the nine were done in like an eleven-week period, so which I was is a lot. Like so, I've never, every week. yeah,
0: which I've never done. But like, some people will do it, like maybe once a year or yeah. twice a year if if that's what they're interested in. And they're like done because it's so intense.
1: Yeah, I I really would caution anyone going to or thinking about doing the amount of medicine that I did because I also had. A really strong foundation in meditation and mm-hmm. yoga and breath work and had been studying all these concepts on consciousness and chakras and all of these energetic tools and shamanic tools for a while and even with all that <laughs> i feel now i was very ill prepared for some of the places that yeah. i opened so <clears throat> So back to like where I am now. <laughs> mm-hmm. We flash forward, and we're in 2021. And in the last six months, my podcast is growing exponentially. It's now at a point where I very rarely reach out and ask people to like ask yeah. people to be on that aren't directly my my friends or in my circle. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of people asking to be on the show it's very exciting. We're getting mm-hmm. sponsorships and all these things that I was like, yeah, somewhere far down the road, it's like the show's only been going a year and a half. Mm-hmm. These things are already happening. And then started coaching six months ago, did my men's program, mm-hmm. The Conscious Man, all of that just exploded effortlessly. And there were there were periods when I was living in New York where I was in such poverty that like basically I qualified for food stamps. I was on Medicaid. I was super depressed. And when your self-esteem gets, when you're living in that much poverty, it's a loop that feeds itself
2: because Mm -hmm. your self
1: esteem's low and you go to the the grocery store and you, you don't even want to spend like the extra dollar to buy the thing in organic because you Mm -hmm. like, don't feel that you should or can or deserve it. And then you're living in this place of scarcity and like self-hatred. And it's really, it's, it's, it's a very tough place to break out of, mm-hmm. or can be. And so I lived in that like some weeks. Well, because when I decided I wanted to start living in a different way and I didn't want to work for anyone else anymore, I sort of quit my previous vocation, which I was nannying for celebrities. Mm-hmm cause I was a school teacher by trade and had also had a psych degree in developmental psych. So I had this knowledge on children and it really was the perfect career for me, but I didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. And so it was one of those, those crossroads where you're choosing like, am I going to follow the mind, which is saying this is a very cushy job and you make great money and you get to travel. Or am I going to follow the heart that's saying like, this is not my Dharma. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: So I, At that point, spent the next three years building my startup, Lunar Wild, which was a first period gift box company, Mm -hmm. and we help young women celebrate their first menstrual cycle and reframe that event into a positive and special one. And... Because of that, I was living off of credit cards and I would babysit here and there and some weeks I'd make $75 and my train card was $30. Yeah. So I'd have like almost no money left to eat, That's much crazy. less pay rent. And it was tough times. So now on the other side of that, <laughs> you know, I yeah. it's my my situation's completely different and I met a wonderful... Partner in February. We were talking about partnership before. So everything is the way that I have been manifesting and visioning. And yet,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and here's the crooks of it, the body is slow to change, right? The, we can change our minds and we can change, we can tune into our consciousness a lot more easily than changing things in the body because the the body exists on the third dimension and it's denser mm-hmm. right like the mind works at lightning speed it's very fast and we can start changing the programs.
2: I can hear honey. <laughs> yeah hold on let me
0: we'll pause one sec While I'm on dog duty <laughs> I wanted to take the opportunity to speak directly to the coaches, creators and healers that are listening. I know there's quite quite a few quite a few of you out there and the message is that your voice needs to be heard your message must be shared it's time for your gifts to be freaking magnified because people are waiting for the wisdom that only you can deliver and you are ready you might not feel like you are ready but you are ready the power and truth you seek are within you but there is something keeping you small disempowered and doubtful and i bet you can guess what it is is it's fear fear is that thing so if fear is the reason you are not believing in your unique offering and message and message it's why you're not saying yes to the next level of success in your business it's why you're not fully embodying your gifts and purpose it's not why you're launching that podcast course book or offering it's why you're why you think that you're not ready yet and you keep procrastinating it's why you're not stepping into your full power and authority. Regardless of how it's masqueraded, that thing that keeping you small is fear. And I have something special and specific for all of you. I have a brand new course that you will be able to sign up for. So that link in the description, you go click that link. It's The course is called Fear Alchemy. And I'm looking at the name right now and it just feels good. So if you are a creator or healer, a leader, an entrepreneur, any type of creative, visionary, dreamer, and you know that you have a special purpose, but you're not doing the thing because you're afraid for whatever reason, this is for you. And I'm so excited for the people who are already in it to really be stepping to really embody and be the person that we came here to be. So if this is you, you feel called to this, you already know it's you, take the action, let's go baby. Then go to the show notes and you can click that link so you can sign up or get on the wait list. And I am so excited to see you there. All right, y'all. Let's get back to this convo with Hallie. Okay, so we're back from the honey break. So the brain is catching up, or the body's catching up to the brain. Yeah,
1: so what I was saying is the mind works at lightning speed, and the body works at a slower pace. And, you know, this is also why disease shows up in our our body over time and mm-hmm. also it takes longer to heal something like chronic inflammation or tumors or what, you know whatever you've got cysts whatever you've got going on it's in my opinion it's energy it's emotional energy that's been ignored yep um probably subconsciously obviously but and then it's been stored in the body as um, a blockage so um what i was saying about my situation is that after so many years of being entrained that the moment things start to lift that's when you look up for the next thing about to fall on your head Mm -hmm. that is the program so right now i'm in this period of oh here everything's looking good and I'm looking around for fearful of the next thing that's gonna hurt me Mm -hmm. so like what do we do about that where do we where do we move from that space because it feels very real Mm -hmm. within my body my nervous system genuinely feels like there's this foreboding feeling something bad's about to happen my mind is scanning for things that are going, going to go wrong Mm -hmm. and trying to get ahead of the problems. That's, that's really intense. And it's also really sad. Mm -hmm. So the other day I just had a little cry Mm -hmm. about that. And I was like, shoot, like a lot of bad shit happened to you. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: A lot of bad shit happened for that to be the pattern. Like, let's just take a beat. We don't have to judge that. Let's just, Let's just love that and slow down and be present. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of (laughs) a a long-winded answer for like Mm. where I'm at right now. But even in manifesting, I can't remember where I heard this, but this is not really my own. I took it from somebody else, but I absolutely loved it. I think it was at a, like a women's circle that I was at. And the leader said, you know, we, we talk about manifesting things. But nobody tells us what to do once we manifest the exact thing that we wanted.
2: Yep.
1: Oftentimes, our bodies are not prepared to receive the thing that we've called in because we mm-hmm. haven't practiced doing that. Mm-hmm. So she talked about in training our nervous systems by, u- by utilizing the vision space, to feel the acceptance and gratitude and warmth of whatever we were calling it. So say I'm calling in a lot of clients or say I'm calling in a beloved, you know, partnership. Mm-hmm. It's a nice idea, but if you've never had a deep partnership that was actually truly safe and loving and supportive in yep. your life, when it arrives, you may just go into that. It's not safe fight or flight all your woundings and traumas come up. So to train yourself to deal with those things beforehand by breathing into any discomfort in your meditation, as you're visioning what it feels like to be held, mm. to be kissed, to be mm. listened to more deeply than you ever have before. You might be surprised that it actually, you feel resistance to it. So that's your battlefield. That's your workspace.
0: Oof, I love that. So it's cool that, I mean, of course we're talking about this. Um, And I love the perspective and the context you gave because it really is like we like we need that context. And so my question, you kind of already answered it, but I feel like you were still wondering yourself as like, well, what do we do? Uh So what because it's it is it's like when you have a level of chaos, suffering, pain on any level, it doesn't even like you said, it could just be micro. Right. It could just be so subtle, Uh just like a static that just kind of is always your life like you have a pretty good life like you're an average American or somewhere else in the world you know and it's just like but something is just so subtle you're always just worried about what's gonna go wrong mm-hmm. you know or you really don't feel comfortable with peace and stillness yeah so for you what has that looked like so far because I think this is very real and I appreciate your honesty and of course that's you're gonna bring that of okay I've gone from All of that, like the poverty, the trauma, the suffering, the pain. Uh But it's really, you have a fear of still feeling good. Like, Uh so what are you doing?
1: Uh This is a great question. And obviously I'm in the process now, so I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert on anything, but I'm a human (laughs) being who's striving and willing to share about that experience. So I'll share what I'm doing and what I'm experiencing I find days where this feels better are days where I'm not pretending both Mm. to myself and to others. So if I wake up and I'm having a day that I'm not feeling inspired or I'm feeling a little sad and then I'm starting to feel guilty for feeling sad because I shouldn't feel guilty because I have Mm. everything instead of facing the world and being like everything's great look at my life like mm-hmm. and i and going through your gratitude turn list to my partner and i say or a friend or instagram even and mm-hmm. say i'm feeling sad today and i notice my mind want to go into guilting myself for feeling sad And i don't need you to do anything i just feel like i needed to name that i feel like i needed to share that because sharing it and sharing it we actually it's a it's a subtle form of Mm self-love when you claim your experience in truth you're basically saying to yourself this experience belongs it's Mm -hmm. acceptable and it's okay if we feel shame around sharing what's really going on for us we're actually saying to ourselves on some subconscious level, this experience cannot be shared because it's not appropriate mm-hmm. so for first and foremost, loving yourself through whatever's coming up and sharing is a really great way it's not it's not easy to not be the one who's on top we are We are built into this this matrix is built around us that encourages us to show up always at our best, especially publicly mm-hmm people that I respect the most are the ones who share deeply and vulnerably when shit's not going right. Mm -hmm. Like I believe that unfortunately as human beings, we learn the most quickly through suffering. And so that's, it's kind of innately part of this experience, but we don't have to stay in suffering. Mm -hmm. And one way we can, we can shift out of that is, is by claiming it and transmuting it into this gorgeous package that is an offering for others Mm -hmm. and because when we 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 have these needs for safety love and connection these are visceral human needs that we all share and so if you can take your suffering and you can package it in a way that actually provides more connection between Mm -hmm. you and others you won't feel so alone in your experience so that's one sharing vulnerably the second thing is I know I've gotten a little sloppy with my hmm. daily practices mm-hmm. and I cannot fake it to myself that that isn't a huge factor. So that's why I told you I was at an ashram the last two days. I was going to see my guru who's here mm-hmm. from India and meet him for the first time because so he was in that's Texas. Cool. I was like, wow, this is so awesome. He travels all over the world and he's actually in Texas.
0: He wasn't? who
1: who is it well it's guruji it's we it's kriya yoga so um so we so i met him and he's been in isolation and silence for like over a year so we could see we could see him he would come out sparingly but (laughs) he wouldn't speak and it was just like still so powerful to be in his presence And he would write us little messages on his little board, his little whiteboard, and like one at a time, then hold them up. And he'd meditate with us, and he would look every single person in the eye in the entire room and then close his eyes and go into meditation. Meditate with us, and then when he came out of meditation, he would write the messages that the group needed. And he was writing some amazing teachings on the mind you know and he, he and he said something like suffering is caused primarily by two things all human suffering and he's so he i love the way that he think about being in silence mm-hmm. and learning how to be so succinct yeah with what you're trying to say
0: and even just like what you said it was, you know he's powerful just that's what one thing i've learned that's a side note just of like his energy is yeah. like the activator just his presence
1: completely like you uh, we were on that land and I felt protected mm-hmm. in this way because you know this like ascended beings kind of like spinning the vortex of yeah, that particular so cool. piece of land so he said you know he wrote this on the board and it was like two things are responsible for like aging and suffering and he put food and the mind I was, it's like so simple Um, and so then he gave a little lesson on food and he gave a little lesson on the mind and also the food that we feed the mind. So he talked Mm -hmm. about things like limiting social media, limiting excessive speech, Mm -hmm. which is a big one, I think. And the Kriya yogis often will roll their tongue up in their mouth. While another is speaking or throughout huh. the day while they're walking around and I actually do this sometimes on my podcasts To ensure that I don't interrupt other people
0: like you're literally rolling your tongue mm.
1: Yeah, so you like roll the tongue up to the to the roof of your <laughs> mouth um and It's almost like you're rolling up a little carpet inside <laughs> of your Your mm. mouth and that way because we we have this desire like like I said to connect but often we cut other people off. Mm-hmm. We want to offer our experience. It's like someone's sharing something hard and we're like, Oh yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Cause that sort of happened to me. And then before you know it, we're talking about where we've made it about us. Mm-hmm. We're going on this big tangent. Unbeknownst to us, the person across from us is feeling more lonely, more isolated because we haven't really let them finish. Yeah, We haven't given them space to do that. So yeah, the mind, I mean, that's how I got on this topic is, disciplining my mind again because the mind is one of our greatest instruments for shifting our immediate experience of reality and I know that my thoughts have gone into a little bit more of a negative thought pattern than they normally do and because I'm not meditating it's not as easy to correct Mm. I shouldn't say I'm not meditating but I'm not meditating like twice a day like I was for 20 to 30 minutes a day Mm -hmm. When you're in a practice of meditating regularly, as you know, it's like it turns the switch on yeah. and throughout our day, we're able to notice other things It's called it's waking mindfulness. So we start noticing the thoughts that are cro- crossing the threshold of our mind. Whereas before meditating, we're asleep or we're numb to it. It's almost like a radio channel that we're not given the signal to. So once you start meditating, you fine tune this radio signal. Then you find you're washing dishes and all of a sudden you hear a thought and it's like a ruminative thought. It's a critical thought. It's a judgmental thought. It's a fearful thought. Oh, I'm aware. I'm experiencing fear or some aspect of me is fearful. Mm -hmm. Cool. Noted. That can't happen without mindfulness. So it's a muscle that we have to exercise within ourselves. And once you start doing that, step one is the recognition of the thought, as you know, and then step two is replacing that thought with the new program. So, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm afraid of this. Let me choose a, a slightly better feeling thought to entrain myself in a different trajectory.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting. I've gone in such a cycle with meditation and just rituals because before I was doing it, because that's what I was supposed to do. Mm. and but then it, it was helpful because discipline is freedom right. right but it was coming from not the most helpful place and so then I experimented with like how will I feel just by like not can I just do it can I just be that mm. and I could but now I'm back in this place of because I'm working on something and so I'm it's for the purpose of clarity so for me just getting my intention for it of not this is something that I just need to do to be spiritual, to be blank. To me, it's like, I want to be in tune with this and I feel in tune when I am with this and I just don't do it as soon as I wake up. Fortunately, you know, I have, I create my schedule. Um, sometimes I do. It just, is like when I feel that call to do it, I go do it. Mm-hmm. Not all the time because I'm human of course. Um, but that has helped me a lot just like as a side note. So for you with, so food in the mind, I love that. And then even going back a little bit of, well, what do we do about it? And I love that you're in the middle of it because we get to learn together. Yeah. going to ask you some questions. Are you cool with it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's Ollie. why we're here. Yes. That's why we're here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so for you, we've we've established and you beautifully, eloquently described as because from your life, you don't feel safe with that. Mm-hmm. That's not your normal. That's mm-hmm. not your default. So mm-hmm. you do feel like when things are going well something's going to go wrong right so and you mentioned you know replacing reframing the thought or whatever so have you gotten to the root of like which this this might be the root already but do you know what the belief is like when things go well then hmm. blank or what are your thoughts and feelings
2: hmm.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of interrelated stories. One is that the more I grow, it means more work. Yes. That's a big one for me cuz I love when people send me messages. It happens nearly every day where someone says, "Thank you so much for that call or thank you so much for that this episode mm-hmm. it really empowered me to XYZ." And I love interacting with those people. I love thanking them. I love creating relationships with my community. And because I'm still like an infant in learning (laughs) to navigate and like manage a team of five and run this like-
0: Manage success. That's, I think this is fascinating. I love it. So thank you for sharing.
1: Yeah. It's like, how do I be a conscious leader? How do I, okay, I'm experiencing overwhelm and there's five people working under me. How do I make sure I- communicate where I'm at mm-hmm. so I'm not faking to them like hey I had a really hard day um and also not project that onto them and invite them to be part of the solution and there's just so many layers to it
0: so one so one is when I'm more successful it's more work right or the more I grow there it's more right work
1: right which isn't true and like it's mm-hmm. it's one thing to recognize mentally that it's not true and then to be able to shift it um so yeah when the more successful I get, the more that is required of me. Boom. That's one. Um, another one is that.
0: Hmm. Honey has my <laughs> slipper. The dog. Honey, Honey
1: needs to be the star of the show. <laughs> yeah. She is like she's I so wish funny. Everybody could good see her. Can she like be the album cover art she or something? She's just such a star. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think that. My, one of my core wounds is betrayal. Mm-hmm. So there's a fear of betrayal, there's a fear of jealousy, there's a fear of people doing things behind my back and being the last to know and
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so that one's that one's real that one's still pervasive and i'm sure abandonment is is also part of it too i've noticed as a side note that the more i open up in the intimacy of this new relationship that i'm in the more of like my old father stuff is coming up which is funny because like I would have told you my father and I have a great relationship and (laughs) we do, but I'm like feeling resentful of him (laughs) in ways that I'm like, wait, that's shocking to me.
0: So resentful of your father or? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because typically in the past I've chosen men that were very similar to my father in a lot of ways. This partner that I have is very, you know, I think that's like a natural psychological thing. If you ask Freud, (laughs) you know, we do that um but this partner is like very very different than my father in a lot of ways and it it's c- causing me to like not compare but be like wait this is so sad <laughs> like mm. my dad didn't show up for me in this way and this is like what secure masculine feels like mm. in this way and even though from a spiritual standpoint I can understand that everybody does the best that they can with the tools that they have in the moment and I have that love and understanding and compassion for my father there's still the emotional body and there's still the inner child that's like wait what about me so this links to what this circles right back into what we were saying before and when your nervous system is is when when your body's finally done with those periods of chronic trauma Mm -hmm. it's like okay hi now it's time to process some of these deeper emotional things that were viscerally unsafe for you to even look at in the middle of being in fight or flight yeah so like if you're in fight or flight it's not really the time to do deep work
0: no and i think that's a part of the misconception of like as this work gets popular yeah it's like everyone needs to do it all the time and just go deep and dive it's like yo that i can like Yes, I guess, because that's going to lead you down your path. Right. However, it could also be
1: what's your? It's your Instagram harmful. post. It's yeah. like that addiction to, yeah. to healing because the underlying story in that is I'm broken. How am I going to get fixed?
0: Love it, right? You're waiting for that book. You're waiting for that podcast. Right. You're waiting for the person oh, to save you. Oh, this will be the thing. Yeah. This will
1: be the thing. Then I'll be better after this. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay.
0: I've seen that a lot in and just my work, but also I've, I'm curious with you, like when you were on, when you were doing those ayahuasca trips, was that part of it that you were just like, you just looking and looking at Cause again, I get you're like what you said about your dad. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh-huh. There's nothing wrong with like searching and wanting and thinking that you're broken. I just, it's just not the most helpful and you'll be in that loop for a long yeah. time.
1: I don't think I felt broken actually mm. when I went there, I was actually in like, a super great place when I went and also the the scenarios around how I got invited there and the synchronicity that occurred for me to get an invitation like that were and to to like was basically invited there to launch the podcast and interview the guests and influencers that were coming through and the podcast wasn't even a thing yet so imagine Mm -hmm. just having a concept and being invited on an experience like this it was profound and Mm -hmm. um, so I would say at that point no and I I felt like something else was was directing me there but I would say that there have definitely been other times in my life where I looked to plant medicines like I'm feeling crappy let me Mm. fix this and I have an example of actually like a few months ago there's a sweat lodge sanctuary that I go to just outside of Austin, and there's a chief there that I view as a mentor of mine, and I asked him if I could come out to the land, and I wanted to do a mushroom ceremony with myself and take more than I normally take. And I I had been fearful to go back into medicine because it had been almost a year since I had done a big dose of anything, which Mm. the last time was ayahuasca. And I did not want to go back into those deep spaces because I felt like really afraid of some of the levels that I had gone to. Mm -hmm. And so I went like, I'm going to face that fear and I'm going to go out and I'm going to (laughs) take three grams in the Mm -hmm. woods alone and like take a compass and some water and like just you know, be out here for the whole day and hopefully I can find my way back. (laughs) I did get lost on the way back. So that was inspiring for me to want to learn how to use a compass better, even though I'd like written down the coordinates and stuff. Well, I just use like my phone was on airplane mode and I just used uh, the compass that comes on every iPhone. (laughs) But so I took these three grams of mushrooms and I went out thinking like i'm gonna have big downloads it's gonna be like telling me what to do next (laughs) because like three grams for me was you know i'm not a very big person and it was probably the most that i had ever taken and being out in nature certainly helps you feel the medicine more deeply and i wasn't really feeling that much of an opening and i was like oh well i guess this is like this is it And the moment I kind of surrendered to that, I started to feel it open up a little bit more. And I can only describe it as like a a purely like somatic and like full body grief experience. Hmm. And so here I was thinking I was going to have all these spiritual downloads and I was face down in the grass sobbing into the earth until no sound could come out of my body anymore. because wow. I was crying that hard and there was like hot tears just coming down my face. So many that, you know, in the, in the hot Texas sun, <laughs> the tears were crystallizing and like my eyelashes just had like, yeah. you know, a eighth of an inch of salt just <laughs> on the edges. Like I was really deep, deeply crying. And I, I realized a lot of what the energy was that was being purged was just like stuff I had taken on, chronic busyness and just overwhelm and and exhaustion
0: because like what you say about busyness right like that's the chronic whatever chaos yeah that's what that it feels that that's what feels common and safe it's It's like that that hum hum.
1: yeah well and 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 why busyness like busyness is a way to just like control your environment and like yeah feel like you have control (laughs) yeah, <laughs> you feel right exactly mm-hmm. it's an attempt and it's because you know we're ultimately just really afraid <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is true so anyway so back to like my big grief process like lying in the grass and just sobbing and sobbing and feeling all of this pain that I couldn't even tell you where it was from mm. when I stopped cr- crying and the emotional pain was so intense it just like wiped me out then there was this inner quiet. And I said to myself, okay, even if this is all that today's journey was about, I was holding a lot. And the moment I said that, I felt like the medicine was speaking to me and it just said, could have been my higher self, whatever you want to <laughs> call it. Yeah. It was like, can you see how when you come to us this tired, this is all we can do?
2: Mm.
1: Meaning, like, if you come to these these medicines or anything, like, totally burnt out, you're not going to get the practices. Like, I wasn't in integrity. I wasn't being thoughtful, calm, grounded, ritualistic. And so there's only a certain level. There's a ceiling on the kind of, like, air quote, deep work I could do that day. Mm-hmm. It just needed to be an emotional purge. Like, it's always you get what you need, not necessarily what you want. So, and then the second piece of that was the medicine or my higher self, whatever, saying, come to us when things are going well, not cool. just when things are not going well. Amazing. So that, that was like very humbling
2: for me.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. This is a very on theme. That's cool. So, so with this, so one of the, well, I want to make sure before I ask about the thing I was going to ask about. So with the relationship you're in right now and like with your dad and all these things is because this is part of it too, right? Is because your perception of quote unquote, true love or the conscious protective present masculine, divine masculine, whatever. So, I imagine that's because as we were getting off the elevator, I was telling you, like, with me and my current relationship, that's one thing I realized is that I was like, whoa, like, my heart isn't as open as I thought it was.
1: Uh huh. Yes.
0: And so, what is your experience?
1: Yeah. Same. It's mm-hmm. like, I've been doing all this work on communication and teaching guiding helping with nonviolent communication and Tantra and healing healing your wounds and all of these things <laughs> yeah for a while mm-hmm. and then the opportunity here to be allow myself to be deeply chosen and loved and the uncomfortable truth that this cannot be projected back onto this person. Like fully he's standing there being like, you're my woman. I'm Mm. choosing you. And why do I feel simultaneously in my chest, this feeling of excitement and then this sickening pit in my stomach? Like, (laughs) what is Uh, that? And my brain's like wanting to be like, yes, but like my body's like, I'm fucking terrified. Like, wow. And when you have someone who has done their work and is just this rapturously clear mirror for you in that way like they're unabashedly choosing you Mm -hmm. that's where you get to see really like where your work is um and so that's what's going on for me right now is me realizing wow it it feels hard to accept this it feels hard to be chosen
0: Mm -hmm.
1: making plans for the future oh wow that why does that scare me instead of throw me interesting you know
0: very similar to me i think too yeah yeah it's just it's so fascinating right how like it is it's just so funny like it's on it is funny to me like it, it is kind of sad how you mentioned in the beginning But I also find it funny. I'm like, isn't it so funny? It's like a joke of the universe that the thing that we want (laughs) is actually difficult to be with.
1: Yeah, completely. And thankfully, my partner's been super honest and truthful. And this is another thing that keeps us afloat in in this regard is like even the other day, he was sharing how he wanted to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I started kind of word vomiting obviously some triggers about (laughs) how first and foremost I'm a creative and I always have been and I have these wild ideas and aesthetic and brands and Mm -hmm. I just I love helping people name things and I've helped a lot of my former partners launch what have now become their podcasts Mm. or their YouTube channels or whatever and clearly there was some resentment from me of like oh well this is who i am i'm like the muse for Mm. these men and then they get on their (laughs) they build their thing and then i inevitably get left or Mm -hmm. something it was a story so i'm i'm expressing this and then i caught myself feeling that and so then i then i injected into the conversation well at least if part of my role in your life or my only role in your life was to just help you birth this podcast into the world and that will make it a better place. Like that's, that's good. That's good enough for me. And that was the way I reframed it in my mind. Right. But in a way (laughs) I would have never recognized this without him bringing it up later and the bravery and the courage that it took to do so. It was me kind of spiritually bypassing myself. Mm and he said you know when you said this you said if this was the only reason we were together then that would be worth it he goes what I heard underneath that is you making an exit plan or like Ah, having a backup plan in case it doesn't work out Mm. like let's really look at that like let's really talk about what's still there and I was like what a good dude shit (laughs) he's so right Mm. he's so right so like find somebody who who <laughs> holds you accountable mm-hmm. at that level
0: and well and it's so different I love this yeah shout out to him I need to meet him yes, but do. it's like because we're especially when you say the word accountability that word has been twisted uh-huh. in today's culture but it's but that's true like loving accountability uh-huh. he's really not telling you what to do no he's like hey I'm noticing this let's talk about it this right. is could be my projection but how did this is my truth. How do you feel about it? And it's like just so present and so loving instead of like judgmental and reactive. It's just cool.
1: Accountability is never somebody telling somebody else what to do. It's one person saying, reflecting, hey, this is what I heard you say is important to you. This is what I heard you say you want to prioritize. And I'm just making an observation here to serve you Uh so like you said you want to journal every day i'm not telling you to journal i'm telling you remember when you told me you wanted to journal every day remember when you asked me to remind you when you got off track like Uh i I noticed that maybe it's time for you to pick up your pick up your pen Uh like would that feel good for you that's accountability not shaming or judging shaming or forcing, is very <laughs> forcing somebody into false something. accountability through shaming and ask for consent like hey mm-hmm. what are your goals is there anything you would like me to help you hold yourself accountable to
0: which i love and even just ask i love just asking like hey can i share something with you mm-hmm. instead of just immediately
1: yeah or are you open to my feedback on yep. that or do you just want to be heard
0: Hmm. that's cool so going back to so no matter what the fear of feeling good is is it's you know your career the success the relationship all these things um the abandonment the being left the things going away so my question is for you like what does it mean like if things do go away what does that mean about you
1: if things do go away what is the story about what that means yeah (laughs) I think I think it actually my story is actually not what it means about me although on some subconscious level I'm sure that it is (laughs) the fear is that life is unkind and cruel and it will continue to be until the day that I die and there's no escaping it Mm. that's the truth and everything that I love will break apart or get taken away as soon as I've gotten comfortable and it will be blindsiding and jarring and there will Ugh. be a sense of betrayal. That is the fear.
0: Hell yeah, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the word. This is you know? the work. Yeah. I think, so uh, I love how you just say it. Have you ever said it like that, that way before? I don't think so. Okay. So how I'm curious, where do you feel that in your body when you say that?
1: Uh, like my lungs and my stomach.
0: Yeah, you've mentioned your stomach a couple times. Uh huh. Um, and what is the feeling like?
1: In my stomach, it's a dropping feeling or a constricting, and in mm-hmm. in my heart, chest, lungs, it's like a I can't breathe feeling.
0: Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. So we've kind of, you know, uncovered a bunch of the reasons for that. So I'm curious. And like you said that, you know, that isn't true. Right. You've already said that, you know, that isn't true. Right. But it's like, again, the brain catching up to the body of uh-huh. what we've talked about, which is so like, I, I love this. Yeah. So how. I'm going to keep asking you questions. You cool with that?
1: I'm cool with that thanks for asking for consent yeah see <laughs>
0: consent is so you know that's not true mm-hmm. you're you're powerful smart all the things in that way um and then my next question is which i think you already know is does believing that the world is cruel and everything will be taken away does that s- serve you is that mm-hmm. helpful
1: no absolutely not And this is an interesting thing, too, because when we talk about like mental reframing, sometimes people feel resistance because they're like, wait, so you just want me to start (laughs) telling a happier story like that's not reality. Mm -hmm. Right. But like the universe doesn't give us what we deem reality like we make reality Mm -hmm. by what we pour our attention into. And so I'm fully aware that the reason I'm off track is because I've gotten sloppy. Part of the reason, because I've gotten (laughs) sloppier in my practices, Mm -hmm. because I am not rehearsing the story of what I want. And my brain goes on autopilot, which right now is entrained by my previous traumas. Mm -hmm. And that loop is to tell me that it's unsafe. I'm going to be betrayed. And there's fear. Mm-hmm. So I have to, or I get to <laughs> yes.
0: look in the moment, I, reframing <laughs> right? I
1: get to uh-huh. pattern break myself by bringing myself back to telling a different story. And it's actually mm-hmm. amazing that I get to be in this place right now to share mm-hmm. what it's like to not always
2: mm-hmm.
1: be in the top and share what my, my action plan is for, <laughs> for getting back to being mm-hmm. the truth of, of who I really am.
0: Boom. I love that. Right. So yeah, get back to the truth. My, my, what I prefer to say is just like, remember your yeah. truth. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like, cause you know, yeah, that is not the truth. Right. Right. It's like, it's really not. Yeah. So for you, when you reframing, like in this moment, what is the story that you want to believe?
1: That joy is ubiquitous. Joy is who I am. It is, effortless to feel joyful I am deserving of joy and I can shine as brightly as I desire to and Uh. came here to shine and it is a gift to myself and others and it is effortless and I'm infinitely protected and taken care of
0: Mm -hmm. which one of those things do you not believe or which one was kind of like, eh, when you said it was like, eh.
2: uh,
1: I think the protection piece is so, difficult.
0: Yeah, that's funny because that's yeah at the end that's what I felt. So I, what was I'm infinitely protected? Yeah. Why don't yeah. you? Why don't you believe that?
1: Um. Again, I think it's because a lot of things have a lot of rugs have been pulled out when I was not expecting it, mm-hmm. including like in relationships including people dying including yeah accidents
0: have you ever thought like i don't think like when you when you talk about death i don't think that's like when you say like well, everything happens for a reason like yes of course everything's uh, cause uh-huh. and effect uh-huh. But i don't think that's a really truly helpful thing to help someone no. in, in grieving no. but for everything else do you how can you see that have you ever viewed how that's protected you
1: have i viewed how ever
0: reflected on how those relate relationships ending or insert here that it wasn't actually the rug wasn't being pulled maybe it was like a huh. magic carpet ride <laughs> and you fell on the on the carpet and it was taking you somewhere you're supposed to be
1: that would be a much more pleasant story
0: <laughs> uh-huh how do you feel about that
1: I feel hmm, how do I feel about that? (laughs) I mean on some level there's a sense of yes because Mm -hmm. it's what I shared with you in the beginning about these being the initiations into what I'm doing now. And that feels like the higher self part of me. Mm -hmm. But there's still a different aspect of Hallie that's like, why me? Yes. Why did I have to go through this?
0: And Playing the victim?
1: Kind of, yeah. But I also think, like, I don't have judgment of that because Mm -hmm. these things are horrific. And I also think about... I... There was a time last, like a Christmas ago, that I got really obsessed for some reason with like watching every single movie on Jesus that I could find. Mm. (laughs) And like, I wasn't raised Christian or Catholic, Mm -hmm. but I just was like, wanted to watch The Passion of the Christ Mm. and Last Temptation of Christ and Mary Magdalene. And I just felt this like deep resonance with Jesus. And I was like, this dude's story, like, i get you man and he's he's like he knows that god has chosen him Mm -hmm. for this mission he knows he needs to die Mm -hmm. but the day before he has to die or gets to die on (laughs) behalf of mankind, right it's (laughs) like kind of funny when you think of it that way he goes up to the mountain and he's like what the hell god (laughs) you know he's like Why have you forsaken me? Like there has to be another way. Mm -hmm. There has to be another way. Like, well, I don't want to do this. And sometimes our greatest gifts can feel like our heaviest burdens. Mm -hmm. And I know one of my greatest gifts is that I'm a deep feeler. Yeah. And it allows me to be very sensitive and empathic. And it allows me to help others get to the root of their stories. Cause when they tell me they've suffered, mm-hmm. they look into my eyes. And when I say, I understand you, it's not my words that's speaking to them. It's my eyes and it's the energy of what's happened. That is a gift that cannot be cultivated any other way than through pure experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful that for that. But it is that like our gift is our curse. And sometimes it can feel like a burden and i think that's okay too mm. i want people to know like whatever your thing is if sometimes you feel burdened by it or all your visions and ideas and creations feel like how oh, am i ever going to do this this is i think this is the thing that people don't normally share nobody shares about this part they talk about making it and mm-hmm. and and there's more to the story
0: well i love I love that. I love how you shared about Jesus because there's even a story of him. I forgot what temple he was going to. Uh-huh. They were building a temple and there's a bunch of people, I guess, taking advantage of it and like selling stuff in front of the temple or something.
1: Oh, yeah. And yeah. And then they, they
0: got pissed off and like threw and destroyed like th- flipping tables or something like right.
1: that. Right. Yeah. They were in like the marketplace in mm-hmm. the streets of... Uh... I don't know if that was the Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm not sure, but they, yeah. um, again, like it's been a while. Someone
0: will know who's listening.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so he, yeah, they like, he just is like, this is, yeah, there's people gambling mm-hmm. and he's like, this is supposed to be a holy place. Yes.
0: So that's why I like you share this because even homeboy, like enlightened, like yeah, experiencing man. pain, experiencing like in like, i think actually the word passion doesn't that mean suffering huh i think the root of it is to like i think it is the root of passion is to suffer
1: you could be right but at the you know at least at the very least like passion means to feel immensely and and greatly and so like think about being passionate or being impassioned with Mm -hmm. something it's like there's a punch behind that word
0: and yeah, I don't necessarily, like, my story, I don't think you have to suffer, like, because it's, because I, th- like, I like what you said. It's more of just de- deeply feeling, uh-huh. because I think it's part of a fear-based belief to make, to keep us in suffering. Uh-huh. But that's a whole different thing. Totally. Um. So, oh, and there's something else you said I wanted to uh, hype up with, oh, like sometimes like your gift is your curse. Uh-huh. Like that goes into fear too. It's almost like, that's why I believe in like following it mm. because it's like, cause that's like, that's who you are. Mm. Um, For whatever reason you can study through like astrology, like North node. It's what you're destined, your Dharma, uh-huh. but it's also like what it's the unknown. It's what you haven't done yet in right. this life. Right. So that's, what's so cool about it is like following that is, is the highest you. It is the true you. Right. But that's what kind of feels like a curse, I guess you can say, is because it's like, because there's going to be some things that you're going to encounter, encounter yeah. along the way.
1: You haven't mastered. Well, I haven't mastered it yet. Yeah. So that's where the invitation is. And...
0: Yeah, the invitation. Thank in you. In
1: times where you're feeling hard on yourself, being invited to look at what else you might have to change can feel heavy. Mm-hmm. So that's where the compassion comes in.
0: That's cool. Well, thanks. So do you have any regarding this fear i mean i admire and love and respect you for sharing because you're right so much of i like a lot of this of this conversation really has just been kind of like i don't know Uh in a way yeah or it's like here's what i know or i'm going through it yeah and discovering some tips but it's not just like i've made it and here's how you came to
1: stand up on my (laughs) soapbox and pretend that i'm yeah better than other people and (laughs) yeah we're all just going through this thing
0: well and it's cool like it's so much more relatable too like as far as and it's just not even just like the vulnerable authenticity buzzword way like this is real yeah you know as far as like look at someone who like and i've talked to people who have it depends what your word of successful is Uh you can say more fame notoriety money yeah And honestly, they still feel it. It's Uh That's having a podcast and then my work has revealed I'm no different than anyone. Yeah. And I think, well, I know because I have been and still in some ways it are, am, that person as far as that person has it more figured out. And they might for their path and their story. But the more people I interview and talk to and coach or guide or whatever, I'm like, wow, like they really they're still really afraid Yeah. of like that next level of what we just talked about, about being them, yeah. like just the next level of being them, of being, uh-huh. of living their truth. Yeah. And it's so refreshing. And so, and that's just what you have displayed here. So thank you.
1: It is my absolute pleasure. <laughs> yeah. What this else is,
0: what else is on your heart right now?
1: Gratitude for you. Oh, thank you for this container for you doing your work and again for our intention set at the beginning i knew this was going to be a really fun podcast to do and different mm-hmm. than a lot of the other interviews that that i do i mean i always try and and show up with the vulnerability but just you being the fear guy and uh, <laughs> that's
0: just you know yeah yeah d-
1: just from what i have mm-hmm. known about you and see mm-hmm. see you being this beacon of light for people and truth. I am so happy to share some of these like realer aspects yeah. of what, what's going on for me right now, for sure. So that's it. Just gratitude and thanks and appreciation. <laughs> and also I'm like really excited to have you on my show in a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm
0: excited. And I'm actually... Who knows, maybe from this conversation, there's something that happens for you and, or even we come right. back and discuss this topic. That would be really cool.
1: That would be very cool.
0: To like, to see how you have learned how to live and expect things to go well. Yeah. Like that is your new normal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So people should check that episode out. <laughs> if you're just hearing this one, maybe ours is out already. Maybe it's yes. not, but... Well
0: for, so yeah, to make sure you talk about that, we do all the podcasty mm-hmm. promo things.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. So if anybody wants to learn more about me or get to know me a little bit, the best places for that are my website, HallieRose.com. So H-A-L-L-I-E-R-O-S-E.com. And my Instagram is at Hallie underscore Rosebud. And then for the podcast, mm-hmm. which is called The Thought Room, we have ThoughtRoomPodcast.com. It's also available on Spotify, Apple
0: YouTube, and will you everywhere will you, will you name a few of the guests just because so it's like oh i know that person so they'll want to go check uh,
1: it out uh yeah i've had mm-hmm. like 40 guests so i don't know mm-hmm. like who your audience i mean i think you've
0: had luke's story you've yep. had
1: I've had luke's story i've had uh, some
0: people might know eric godsey i've eric had him f- a year ago a couple
1: times i've had local another local Austinite podcaster I've had Joe Ahali on who's a former NFL player I've had um Dorian Yates I've had Dennis McKenna I've had Amanda Bucci here yeah Amanda Amanda's been on this one lots of amazing people
0: um dopeness well anything else on your heart now or are we we Gucci
1: I feel i feel gucci (laughs) i
2: feel complete that's
0: your new affirmation your new belief instead of (laughs) you know you know the next instead of waiting for the next next piano life is gucci
1: yeah (laughs) i will i will work on that one thank you so much for this (laughs) thank you you, hallie appreciate you
0: yes love you love you too and we also appreciate honey the dog that i've been dog sitting she just barely at the end finally settled down and sleeping she an was hour later she
1: chewing a slipper the like entire <laughs> time thank you for the support honey
0: <laughs> hello beautiful humans thank you so much for being here thank you so much for listening give yourself a pat on the back for real it's amazing that you'll list, listen to this type of stuff for over an hour it's, it's t- it says a lot about you and if you haven't already make sure you go interact and connect with Hallie instagram and information or listen to her podcast as well which i will be on soon um it's in the show notes and if you haven't already subscribe you know leave a review all those fun podcasty things that people tell you to do but for real any way you choose to show up in any form i appreciate you because you are doing your best and doing you all right y'all we will talk to you soon until next time adios my friends